Ruminations, Life with Science Overtones, written and presented by Rod Taylor. G'day, and last week on Ruminations, we thought about how your brain processes the sound of a rock hitting your bonnet. Today, how to recognise speech. And if you have bad hearing, get used to monodegreens. Or what's that? Let's see. The first trick, of course, is awareness of the topic of conversation. Your job today is to pick up the fuse on the way home from work. Or could that be pick up a pair of shoes? Well, knowing their backstory is a good start. Were we just talking about an electrical problem or footwear? Watch the jumps in conversation. I was supposed to choose a phone. Even people with good hearing can get caught out by these homophones. That's two words that sound similar but mean something different. The popular term for misheard lyrics is a mondegreen. This was coined by Sylvia Wright because as a child she thought the lyrics of the Bonnie Earl of Murray, that's a Scottish ballad, were Ye highlands and ye lowlands, aware ha ye been, thou hast slain the Earl of Murray and Lady Mondegreen, when really it was, Thou hast slayed the Earl of Murray, and laid him on the green. You've probably heard all sorts of amusing Mondegreens. Jimi Hendrix didn't really sing, Excuse me, while I kiss this guy, and Credence Clearwater did not write, There's a bathroom on the right. In my own family folklore, we have a couple of examples. One day I came home from school, excited about the news of a TV program we had to watch called Clippers of the Moon. Oh, that caused great confusion until they figured out there was going to be an eclipse of the moon. My favourite is a line sung in the opera Carmen. We'd listen to this on vinyl record and at one point she warbles beautifully in French and please excuse my French. J'irai chez mon ami Lilith Pasteur, or in English, I will go to the place of my friend Lilith Pasteur. And for a long time I was convinced she was singing, Shame on your naughty posture. Oh, I like my version better. And now into grey matter. And after wriggling its way down the ear canal, through the outer, middle and inner ear, the sound makes its way into your brain. Or more correctly, it's been converted by the cochlea into nerve impulses. Up to this point, we've been talking about a mechanical, physical system that's fairly well understood. But the brain is where things get really difficult. So is your brain just a computer? Well, yes, in some ways, because for all its mystery, ultimately, it must obey the laws of physics. And even with its fearsome complexity, the more we learn about the brain, the less we have to resort to metaphysical links to other dimensions. Still, there are fundamental differences between a smartphone, pad, laptop and your brain. Even supercomputers with their prodigious powers are different. And all these rely on the basic computer architecture laid down by pioneers such as Alan Turing and John von Neumann in the decades around World War II. 
These are primarily what are called state machines. Oh, that might sound difficult, but it isn't really. If the computer wants to calculate 1 plus 1, its initial state is 1. And then it performs an operation, in this case addition, and arrives at a new state, 2. Now the point is, these steps are performed one after the other in series. They run sequentially one after the other. The alternative is to do computations in parallel. And think about the difference between one worker shifting a pile of gravel and a whole squad on the job. That might seem like a huge disadvantage to a poor little single worker in a computer. But if that's the case, why did they seem so fast? Well, basically, it comes down to how quickly they could fill their barrow and trot over to the other pile and back. The microchip in a 2014 pad computer operates at around 1 gigahertz. That's 10 with 9 zeros after it instructions every second. Our little worker is zooming across the yard. That's very fast. But now our poor auditory neuron seems glacial by comparison. They fire only about once every 2 milliseconds, which is about 10 million times slower. Now that's the difference between a single second compared to nearly 12 weeks. Well, our brain looks to be at a terrible disadvantage. And I can picture a decrepit old neuron trying to shift a pile of dirt using a Zimmer frame. Now clearly, your brain has a few tricks up its sleeve. Well, computers do run some processes in parallel, but it's trivial compared to what goes on in your brain. A single neuron connects to between 1,000 and 10,000 other neurons. But we should be careful to compare like with like. This description might leave you with the impression that the job your computer is doing is comparable to what's going on in your brain. Well, modern computers are certainly impressive but they lack the vast subtlety we take for granted. You can pick out a rumbling sound approaching amid distracting background noise and quickly identify it as a sound of a noisy car travelling slowly left to right down your street, that it's misfiring and that it belongs to your neighbour who works night shift. You know it's dark green and on Sundays he's there with his friends endlessly working on the blasted thing and last weekend he got booked for speeding right outside his house. In other words, there's a lot going on in your brain. There's a richness of experience and information that makes even the best computer look like a puny wimp. Well, that's ruminations for today and I hope we haven't taxed your brain too much. Next week in ruminations, we're standing in the shower, tossing razors into the sink. Catch you later. You've been listening to Ruminations, written and presented by Rod Taylor. Produced by Deborah Hawke and David Jenkins. Mm-hmm.